No prep, just go. Let's go. Just go. Welcome to the Morning After Podcast. Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews. We teased on the radio right before we recorded this that we would have a former Q104 DJ joining us as a special guest today. And the guesses ran wild. But I was like, this is not the first person you'd expect. We'd like to welcome to the show, Ronnie Phillips. Yay! Oh, I was going to start doing my Chuck Nasty impersonation. Oh, yeah. It's the nasty man. Hit yeah. that button. <laughs> Good old Chuck Nasty. Yeah. Jeez. Man, it is so cool to be back on the old stomping grounds. This is awesome course this is not the same studio that i worked in but uh i like to see that the it's it's been well evolved and you guys got a nicer a little studio here and i'm jealous i'm jealous hey that, Ron, real well, quick what do you think of our uh of our lockers over here yeah huh wow like yeah. That's a major upgrade. Thank you. <laughs> we, uh, when we worked together before, I was down the hall at Mix 93.3, so right. I feel very, uh, we've always been friends, sure. but it's just fun to be doing something with you on the air because we've never gotten to do nope, that. Nope, never have. Yeah. Never have. I think we've done some stuff like just at concerts or different charity events or stuff like mm -hmm. that, but actually on the air, we've never had a chance to work together. And of course, and then I've been able to work with you in this, in promoting the Heartland premiere, you know, coming in and doing an interview before, mm -hmm. but. Never in this capacity. Yeah, you and I have actually never worked in this with this company at the same time. You Correct. were gone by the time I got here, and that's uh, it. That's why it, it's kind of cool because then I got to know you. We became like social media friends, and mm -hmm. I was and I just kind of like it, it's been cool to follow along with your journey because I feel like I feel like you live a hell of a life. Like you live <laughs> one of the most interesting lives of anybody I've ever seen. So this is cool, and you're you're big with Heartland Waterfowl yep. now. That's your you're going all over the country yeah. shooting. Ducks or geese or all the above? What all are we the shooting? Above. Yeah. And anything that flies, right? Waterfowl. Yeah. Okay. You know waterfowl what water duh. Yeah, right, right. So a Sorry. duck or a goose or a sandhill crane. And sometimes it takes us even beyond um to where we've gone to Alaska and shot uh ptarmigan. It's like an upland bird, you know, going up into the mountains and, and hunted them. And so uh, it hasn't always been just waterfowl, but yeah, primarily that's the focus. I'm excited. So for those of you not familiar, let's let's talk about Heartland Waterfowl. Sure. You've got a big premiere coming up. Yeah. Uh, and we can see this where? Like, just tell me everything. Yeah. So this is, uh, what, the seventh annual that we've been doing this in, in collaboration with Heartland Bowhunter. Uh, Heartland Waterfowl is an extension of Heartland Bowhunter, which we're all local, but our distribution is on Outdoor and Sportsman Channel. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, we are on digital platforms like YouTube and the My Outdoor TV app and so on and so forth. But what we did... Um, as we collaborated with Heartland Bowhunter to do a premiere event where people all over the region traveled to Kansas City for this one night. It's a free event. It's going to happen this year on uh, Saturday, June 4th at Stony Creek Hotel and Conference Center in Independence, right next to Bass Pro. Mm -hmm. um, we raffle off a ton of high-dollar prizes. We've given away, you know, like free Yeti for the first two to 300 people in the door. No way. We usually Jeez, get like 1,000 people that come in attendance. And... It's an opportunity to kind of celebrate the season, to kind of celebrate all the hard work that we put in and get some face time with our you know, passionate, hardcore fans, um, and then show an episode of each concept before it hits the air in third quarter of that first week in July. Awesome. That's awesome. In addition to what we're doing with the premiere this year, though, and something that I'm really excited about is we've always had a golf outing, but it's always just been friends and family and a few sponsors who would come into town the day before, um, but this year we're actually putting together a charity golf tournament. So we're calling it the Heartland Premier Charity Golf Classic. It's gonna be at Fred Arbonis Golf Course on Friday, June 3rd, nine o'clock tea time. 
and the charity is to benefit the Restoration House of Greater Kansas City. Are you guys familiar I'm with that? I'm not. It? What are they? So the Restoration House of Greater Kansas City, I think it's been around for the last seven years, roughly. And it uh, is an organization that houses, protects, and rehabilitates victims of human trafficking. Oh, wow. Jeez. It's a really deep, deep topic that yeah. you know many are very uncomfortable to talk about because of the grotesque nature mm-hmm. of the yeah, subject. But it's um, real. But it's real. And, and with my research, um, I have found that Kansas City is like ranked in the top five, maybe even number two in, as far as the hubs. I just read an article about that, and I was shocked because that seems impossible. Think, yeah. But you would think New York City, Los Angeles, think, or something yes. like that, right here in the heartland. But you got to think like you got I seventy and mm-hmm. I thirty five, and like that corridor of where people are traveling, and and so it is a serious, serious topic, and we feel called to bring it to the forefront. And so our goal is to, you know, raise as much money as we can for the golf tournament, and then. Um, present a check on stage the next night at the premiere event. Nice. That's awesome. I'm here for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was a deep topic. Yeah. <laughs> that was a well, very no, deep topic. Welcome to the show, everybody. Well, welcome, everybody. <laughs> you were in the middle of talking about the golf tournament. Before you said it was four, I was going to be like, I love a golf tournament that starts at nine o'clock. That means I can skip the show half hour early. And I was going to make this big joke. And then you're like, human trafficking. And I'm like, yeah. oh, God, I'm just Yeah, let's I'm leave. Just gonna no, sit and be quiet. Great. All right, let's take a trip. And we're going to get back to your Heartland premiere event mm-hmm. coming up in just a little bit. I want to take a trip back. For those of you who have listened to Q104 for a long time, you remember Ronnie? I want to know, like, give me like one or two of your favorite memories of your times at Q104. <laughs> And, and, and just so you know, and I'm going to let you be the discretion on this. Oh, this yeah. is the podcast. This right. is not FCC regulated. Yeah. So tell me a story, Ronnie. Are well, you, or you, you had alluded to wanting to have that topic, in the, and we've been talking about doing this podcast for the last week or two. And mm-hmm. so I was trying to like go back, and I was like, yeah, can't talk about that. <laughs> oh, but you yeah, can. Yeah, that's probably not oh, appropriate yeah. to talk about. Um, so, you know, <laughs> so we're getting... <laughs> I love how he's struggling with this. I, I am struggling because... Man, I went hard during those years. <laughs> you know, I was single yes. and a lot younger. And, and it's radio and it's fun. It's radio, it's fun. And so, um, you know, I, there's so many memories. There's so many memories. All right, and, let's start with this thing. Okay. Like, what's the, because what, one of the perks of the job is we get to go a lot of free concerts. Right. Favorite concert you ever went to while you were a member of Q104? I mean, hey, let's not forget all the Yalapaloozas. We've got that coming up here, you know, soon. Yeah, nice plug, a, nice plug, Jenny. Yeah, great you. plug thank for you, you yeah. next weekend. Nice segue. Um, <laughs> you know, Yalapalooza was always one of those events. Birthday Bash was always one of those events that you always look forward to. Um, the I, when you say the my favorite though, like it's hard to top the the nine shows or whatever it was that Garth, Garth. did when oh, he came back. Yes. You know, I was talking to somebody about that too because they were talking about the ticket prices for um, Morgan. Yeah, which were astronomical, mm-hmm. and but he sold them. He did. Yeah. No, and like, kudos to him. I get it. Like I hadn't seen him live before, but after seeing him, I completely get it. And I am. I would probably yeah. pay a fortune for those tickets. You'll you'll notice her hat that actually. Yeah, actually oh, look at there. Wall yeah. Wall yeah. Wall yeah. Wall. Sorry, 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 I'm on a podcast. You can't see us. Uh, mm-hmm. Jenny is wearing her Morgan Wallen hat that yeah. she bought at the show. But Garth only charged like twenty five bucks. Yeah. No yeah. matter where you sat. Right. You know, and he just kept booking another show and another show, and so that show. Because I hadn't, hard to believe, with all the years that I did radio, I never did see Garth in concert until then. So that was a good one. But the one of the one of the favorite memories I guess I would have, um, or most interesting, was the very first concert that I had at Q104 was Chris Cagle. It was the tenth mm, and the Q104 tenth cool. anniversary concert uh, to celebrate ten years of Q104, 
and he had got up on a speaker. This was at the Beaumont Club before. Yeah, it, got right. the Beaumont Rest Club. in peace. Um, <clears throat> he had got up on a speaker, and you know he was doing his stage thing and it's jumped a off. Day. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love that Chicks song. dig it. Yeah, and he jumped off, and <clears throat> pardon me, he. Um, he blew out his ACL. No. <laughs> Are you serious? True story. Like he landed and kind of. Was he writhing in pain? Oh, it was, it was like, are we see faking this? Oh, is this, no. is this part of a chicks dig it type of thing? You know, right. like, like I heard my, you know, oh, no. because it was right when I think that song came out or close to, and, um, he's, he's kind of wobbling around and, and I think he might've even fell down too. I don't re- uh, recall, but. Yeah, oh, so no. he ended up going to the hospital the next day and completely blew out his ACL. That's, I bet that kind of stuff happens more with performers than we know. Because think about it, some of them are really running around the stage and jumping off things and whatever. Yeah. I, mean, I can see a sprained ankle because they're jumping off speakers oh, yeah. in cowboy boots. Right. Like, yeah. Oh. That's crazy. Poor I guy. remember a Yellapalooza with Montgomery Gentry. Mm-hmm. And that one stands out to me a little bit more today just because of the loss of Troy. Um, but I remember they called us out on stage and they had like a top, they had like a, a high rise set to where we're all like walking around and dancing and just acting like idiot, all the radio personalities that of course. is. Mm-hmm. And, but Troy had done, had broke his ankle or something and he had to do his show on a stool. Oh no. <laughs> and he, so all of us are on stage being very active, but Troy was stuck in one spot at a, at a microphone. So there's a ton of memories and we, we could be here all day talking about them, but those are just some of the couple well, that come on. And I think all of us can agree that when you get into radio, it's, it's in your blood. It's once you do it, it's just, oh man, it's just mm-hmm. it's a fun job. And there are a lot of fun little perks and there are, you know, great memories like that. So I think, and with, with the way the world is now, podcasts are the way. And so you've created a podcast. I did. Good for Shout you. Shout out Papa yeah. Ron. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, I love Papa Ron. Yeah. What, so what is the exact name and how can people find it? Yeah. So it's the Papa Ron podcast. Have you guys had a chance to listen to the first episode? I haven't listened to the first episode, but I listened to your teaser of the first episode yeah. where you talk about a tease and I want to ask you about it, but I don't sure. know how much you want to share because I want you know people to go to your podcast yeah, as no, well. I, I, I'll dive into it. Um, you teased I, I definitely want. I, I, yes. What in the world is going on? And are you okay? Yeah, um, I'm getting better. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not 100. <clears throat> percent What's wrong? If you, and if you yeah, no, I'll, I'll dive into it. I would love for everybody though to check out the podcast because I actually bring on one of your former coworkers on the show. My very, very first guest on the Pop Around podcast was former Mix 93.3 Night Slammer Matthew Blades. No way. Yeah. Oh wow. So, um, night slammer, night slammer. I love for that. I, yeah. What I mean, a word. That's the, now I'm really showing my age here. <laughs> um, we all are Ronnie. <laughs> so, um, okay, let's just dive into it. So I had a health scare back in January and, um, I wasn't sure what the heck was going on. I felt like I didn't know if it was COVID or cancer or what it was, but sure. it was something I, I wasn't right. And, there was some symptoms that had kind of taken place over the last two years, like the fatigue and the irritability and depression and really dark, bad thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, but as a man, you know, you just get up the next day, you rub some dirt on it. Yeah. You're supposed to get back in there. You're not supposed to show your emotion, you know, right. don't be a sissy and don't just forget it. Just get back into the game. Um, and that's kind of how I treated it for two years until January. I was on my way. Well, first of all, let me back up. I was supposed to go to Wyoming, but the daycare that I was sending my son to had a COVID scare and we weren't sure if he was going to be able to go to that daycare, which then would require me to not go on this trip and stay home and take care of him. So I sent my team to Wyoming 
and said, if this checks out that I'm okay to go, then I'll just get in the truck and I'll drive up. Turned out to be safe for me to leave. So I get in my truck at six o'clock at night, drive nine hours to Wyoming. And in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming, I'm sorry, in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska, in the middle of the night, I just start having this massive itching attack. What? Just instantaneous. It's not like it started behind my ear and worked it down my body. It just my whole body is itching like crazy. There's no welts. There's no rash. There's nothing like that. I just cannot stop itching. I can't get any relief. I'm thinking I need to see a dermatologist. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to, you know, the worst thing you can do is try to figure out what's wrong with you by Googling it. Because Jenny, you know, Jenny, I am you know. on Prozac for that very reason, because I had such bad health anxiety. And one of my biggest things was going on Google. And yeah. you're either it's the common cold or you're dying. It's one or the yes. other. Yes. And so what I, I started diving into what I could possibly have. And I finally decided, what can I do to just get the relief? That's all I want right now. Yeah. So, you know, here it is January. I'm in Wyoming and it's telling me to take cold showers where I'm hunting in very, very cold conditions. The last thing I want to do is take a cold shower, but I'll do whatever it takes to get some relief. That helped a little bit, but fast forward, three days later, the itching attack goes away. I come home. I need to be home for like a day and a half before I have to go to Vegas for a trade show called Shot Show. And um, the day that I have to leave, my wife calls me into the bathroom and says, we need to talk. And she says, I think I'm pregnant. <gasps> and I'm like, uh, there ain't no way. There's no way. Like, there's no way. I mean, you. So we just had a baby 12 yeah. months prior. And so, as you guys probably know, and you're about to find out, Mike, you know, like that activity doesn't happen very as much. The loving stops, ladies <clears throat> yeah, just it for, does. You know, for a little bit, you know, yeah. because you're tired and you're, you know, up all night with a baby and you're running like crazy. And Let's so keep it real. <clears throat> your boobs are leaking. I mean, there are so many reasons. why. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts to why you're not doing it. Right. So, you know, um, I'm not really believing that this is happening, mm. but I'm immediately having anxiety and I'm already having anxiety issues two years for the two years prior. So I go to Vegas and you guys know me well enough to know that I'm, I'm a social butterfly. I like mm-hmm. to party. I like to gamble. I'm, I like to stay up late and socialize. And so this, in the 10 years I'm going to this trade show, it's the first time that after I'm done doing the work on the trade show floor, I don't have any energy and all I want to do is go to bed oh my gosh. every night for the week that I'm there. I'm like, I just can't do this. I have to go to bed. I have to get some sleep. The last night I'd made myself go out. And I, um, I'm, it's like 1030 at night and the guys that I'm running with, they're like, Hey, let's go to this one nightclub. It's a lot of fun. I'm like, I, I can't do it guys. I barely had the energy to do this. I'm going to go back to the room, go to bed. We got a flight the next morning about nine o'clock. So I get a good night's sleep. It's not like I went out and hammered, got hammered and, and stayed up all night. I have a boarding on Southwest to come back. And as you know, it's always yeah. a booked flight mm-hmm. to and from Vegas. Um, <laughs> I feel perfectly fine. I get in the second row. I sit next to the window. I'm just thumbing through my phone, waiting for people to board. And the minute the guy hits the middle seat, I go into a full-fledged panic attack. Oh, Ronnie. I've been there. Like, I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. I'm freaking out. I'm scared. Like, Mm -hmm. I need my mommy. Scared. I know. I get it. And um, I'm thinking that maybe I've just got too much clothing on. You know, I just got to get the sweater off or something. And I stand up and I get the, I can't get the sweater off quick enough. And I try to go back to the seat, but I, I, I'm, I'm suffocating. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot get any air. And so 
I have to disrupt the people who are sitting to my right. Excuse me, I need to get up again. I walk up to the flight attendant <clears throat> and I say, I'm sorry, ma'am. I said, I'm having a panic attack mm-hmm. and I don't know why. I've never had any prior, you know, I've never had a panic attack prior. So she says, well, we got some time. Step off the plane for a second, get your breath. Mm-hmm. And so um, she ends up getting somebody to switch a seat with me so I can sit in an aisle just so I feel like I got some oh, space. Oh, for sure, that helps. So I eventually calmed down and I got this two-hour flight back and all I can think about is there's something wrong with me. I'm like, I'm running through all the events, not only over the last few months or, I'm sorry, last few weeks, but now the last few months. And so I go to the doctor, I get in right away and he's been my doctor 20 some years. So he kind of knows me fairly well. And I start going through like, these are my symptoms. This is everything I've been experiencing. And he starts kind of asking questions more like a shrink instead of a doctor. And and, uh, he goes, man, I'm sorry. But you're, you've got depression. Yeah. You have gone through all of this stuff and we haven't even gone in through and we don't need to, because just for the sake of the time that we have on this podcast, but (laughs) there was a lot of things that took place Mm -hmm. and COVID. Oh, COVID um, messed a lot of people up. Yeah. Yeah. I had a career, you know, as you guys know, I I dabble in a lot of different things. and, And one of my careers was in the commercial cleaning space and I was doing business development for that business and making more money than I ever fathomed I was capable of making. Mm-hmm. And uh, because that business uh, works in hospitality or 90% of our business was cleaning hospitality venues, they were all shut down. Yeah. Okay. You know, so I lost a very lucrative income like that. So many people did. I, it's, it's really so awful when you think of what people lost during that time for sure so there was you know that's just one example Mm -hmm. and so now i'm starting to lose my self-confidence i'm starting to lose my you know my identity my purpose in life i just have this baby now fast forward you know another 12 months now i'm having another baby and finding out that it's coming in two months um and so all of this stuff is happening and so he basically just says look man you've got depression and you've been internalizing this for so long that it's finally gripping your body and it's it's physically affecting you now and so i relate so strongly to this mm-hmm. i have lived my whole life like this i i get it mm-hmm. I get it. It's tough. It is tough. And I remember my very first panic attack and I, my heart truly goes out to you on the plane that day because I was driving and I just, I couldn't get out of my car fast enough. I mean, I thought I was dying. I, you know, the dizzy and sweating and cold all at the same time, sick, just like every feeling you can imagine Mm -hmm. your entire body just, just is, is your heart's racing. It's terrible. The hardest part that I had to deal well there was two things well the the biggest thing was is now i'm already coping or trying to understand this whole depression thing now i'm being told i've got this and i'm being told that it's because i'm internalizing it now i'm you know now i'm like i'm feeling like a phony a failure Mm -hmm. because i wasn't strong enough to just overcome it being the man that i am right i so get this yeah so it was that was that was almost like another hit Mm -hmm. like now the doctor is telling me this good that I know, but oh my God, now what am I going to do? What so, are you going to do? So I remember this, and this is how we get to how the podcast started. Um, we're filming out by Lone Jack, Missouri, uh, a goose hunt for a Heartland Waterfowl episode. Mm-hmm. And it's a real cold, rainy morning. And so if you're not familiar with waterfowl hunting, typically the birds hold tight and they don't fly or go out to find a low 
pond or a place to feed. They just sit on their roost a little bit longer. And so I remember sitting there with the guys in the blind and we're just kind of, you know, telling stories and shooting the breeze. And then there's a quiet moment, but I'm not myself on mm-hmm. this particular morning and I'm just kind of faking it. And when it got quiet, I just felt this, this pull on my heart, like I need to open up and I need to share with these guys. And so I do, I say, Hey guys, I, I need to tell you something. I was like, I've been going through some stuff lately and um, I kind of run through the course of events of everything that happened. I break the news to them that my wife is pregnant and the baby's coming in two months and, <laughs> and, and the depression, the suicidal thoughts. And, and let me just say, I don't think I ever had the balls to go through with that. I understand that. But it was bad enough that I had the thought mm-hmm. and then the thought again mm-hmm. and then the thought again. Like I just, I was at that point where, man, I cannot catch a break and maybe it would just be easier if I was dead. You know, those were the thoughts that I had, but I love my kids way too much. And knowing that I could screw them up so bad if I ever went through with it, that's what kept me alive. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that. So I'm sharing all of this with them. And a a guy on my team named Dakota Thurn, who has got, he's a content creator. He's so talented. He's got a company called Marathon Media Management. And I want to plug him because he was a huge driving force in me being where I am today with this podcast. He, (laughs) He acts like he's picking up a chair in like a WWE match and he's going to slap me over the head with it. He goes, how many times do I have to tell you over the last three years that you need to do a podcast? You've got all of this radio experience. You've got all of these different connections with all these different walks of life. You know, you've got all of these life experiences. You would be so good at doing a podcast. And when I left radio, I mean, my mind was set. I'm, I'm done. I've, I've hung up the headphones. I am now, I'm not doing this anymore. And I felt like, well, doing the podcast is going to be, a version of doing radio and I'm just, I'm done with it. Mm. Um, he calls me. So we do the hunt. I feel a little bit of relief that these guys are pouring into me and they're lifting me up and they're showing me their love. And okay, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Maybe, you know, you know, I do have a purpose and people do love me and it's okay to talk about it. So I'm in the infancy stages of learning this. And then he calls me that night and he, he makes me cry my eyes out because he's like, dude, you've been on my heart all day. I can't stop thinking about you. I'm worried about you. You've been such a huge mentor to me in my life and where I'm in, where I'm at professionally and my success that I need to pour back into you. And I want to do whatever it takes to get you going on this podcast. And I said, screw it. Let's do it. That's, screw it. Let's do it. Screw it. Let's do it. That's awesome, Ronnie. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and and I didn't at the time know what's this podcast going to be about? Yeah. What are we going to talk about? But as I was kind of growing in my you know, battle and understanding some of the issues I had, I was like, okay, well, we're going to talk about my passions, obviously the outdoors sports. I love sports gambling. I love, um, I love entrepreneurial, you know, mindset and personal development, but now I've got this new appreciation for those who are advocates for mental health and yes. mental you know, awareness, you know? And what I think is so cool about it is that I speak out about it from a female perspective mm-hmm. and I can't tell you opening up about it, how many people have reached out privately to me, DMs, messages, whatever, just thank you for, for normalizing it and for talking about it, helping to break the stigma, but you don't see a lot of guys doing that and believe you me there are just as many men as women you know i don't even know statistically what it is but dealing with this and and i think you're right what you said earlier is you know i'm a man and i you know i 
I can't, I can't have this. I should be able to conquer this. That's just your mentality. Well, as a woman, I felt like I should be able to fix this without medication. I should be able to snap out of this. Like mm-hmm. I should be able to fix this. Mm-hmm. Long story short for me, but finally, years and years and years and years later, yeah. I just started taking medication for it. It has sure. changed my life. Mike can tell you, I, I say it nearly every day. Like I feel like a different human being. It, it's, it's, I, I wasn't living I wasn't living. I wasn't living my best life at mm-hmm. all. And now I'm able to enjoy things and truly be in the moment on things. My favorite example and my least favorite example of, we call her Prozac Jenny now. That's what we call yes. her. Mm-hmm. She's very called for even keel. Mm-hmm. Uh, By the way, I love that you wear that. Like you're like, yeah. I love yes. it. That, yeah, no problem. I'm, you know, there's no shame in that. No mm-hmm. shame in that at all. It's changed my life. Yeah. It fixed me. Yeah. I, it, because I am convinced, um, I had been to every doctor, therapist, acupuncturist, like you name it. I've done everything to try to conquer my anxiety. And I am now truly convinced that I had a chemical imbalance, yeah. that only taking something to help my serotonin mm-hmm. levels was going to help me. And it's funny too, because for me, it was mainly anxiety, mm-hmm. but I did not realize until now that I feel like I feel, right. I absolutely had depression. Sure. Those feelings of doom, those thoughts. And I, again, I don't think I ever would have. I know I would have never gone through with it or I would have done it. Um, but the dark thoughts mm. and they're scary. Mm. They're, yeah. they're, they're scary. Right. And, um, to, for you to open up and to share again, male perspective, especially, yeah. I am so proud of you. Well, thank and you. I relate to this. So well, I, I didn't mean to interrupt Mike because I know he no, wants to fa- no, share no. his favorite and least oh, favorite yeah, moment. No, but but I just wanted to say, I, I appreciate the fact that you, that you own that and you wear it with pride. So yes, you do. You should just have a shirt that says Prozac Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because I suffered for so long. You and did. I was so, I did. And I was so miserable for so long. And like, that's what people don't get it. Cause they're like, but you're happy, Jenny. You know, you have mm-hmm. all these blessings. I absolutely do. And I am happy. That's genuine. Right. But I, but my mind was a, was a special kind of hell for me. Right. Um, I think of Robin Williams when I think about that. Robin Williams, <laughs> one of the most, the funniest yeah. men on the planet. And then we wake up one day to the news that he ended his own life. And you're like, wait, what? And, and it's not that I think Robin Williams was being, you know, he was genuinely a funny guy and I'm yeah. sure he was a happy guy in a lot of ways, but this, there's a, it's a, it's, that's why it's mental illness. And I want to normalize that because there are physical illnesses that you would absolutely go to the doctor and take care of. If you have diabetes, mm-hmm. if you have mm-hmm. cancer, whatever it is, mm-hmm. mental illness. I, and I think it's those words, like, just listen to that mental illness. Like that sounds so. Yeah. It's almost it, like when you daunting. initially hear that, you're like, I don't want to be in that category. I, I said that for yeah. years and years and years. And yeah. now I'm like, yeah, it's I'm I have an illness in mm-hmm. my mind. I yeah. I do have mental illness, but yeah. that doesn't make you a quote crazy person. Right. It just means you gotta take a little medicine and you're back to normal. I tell you what, you know how well Prozac has worked for her? She is the worst flyer I've ever, ever flown with. And we we had we took a trip down to Nashville to do some stuff with some country artists, and on our on our landing into Nashville, she was grabbing my arm and I'm like like, and and oh. me, not I'm not as educated as this. I'm, I'm grateful enough to where I'm not suffering from that. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of leaning back yeah, this conversation. Totally get it. Yeah. I know, yeah. and, and, okay. and I acknowledge that yes. I don't understand. And I, and I kind of and I had my mind I'm like Jenny, calm down. It's just a plane landing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, but then I saw the change because months later we flew to Las Vegas for the ACM awards. And not only did you not freak out at takeoff or landing. You fell asleep I on fell an asleep. airplane. Good for you. Hey, she was over Utah just so long, man. It was crazy. I, I looked out the window. I enjoyed the flight. I didn't think I was going to die the entire time. I mean, it was, I'm, I just can't say it enough. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. my life now. Good for you. I'm so proud of you. 
it's just such a big deal when you recognize it mm-hmm. and when you try to take the steps to help conquer it. Do you mind if I ask you, are you taking anything for it? Did yes. you get good and, for you? And, and you're going to ask me what it is and I don't even no, know. Because it's a word I can't pronounce. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, but I've learned this about that is that it's not one size fits all. And so I think for anybody. And it's a continually changing process. Oh, and if and for anyone who's who's maybe tried a medication and it, and it didn't work and you're like just giving up on that, just it you have to just see what's right for your body. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not one size fits all. I think I got very lucky that the first one I tried happened to work for me. Yeah. But there are so many and, and it's worth a conversation, a good conversation with your doctor about it. So I want to touch on that because <clears throat> the medication is important for, especially in the infancy stages, to kind of pull you out of the hole. Yes. But the key, and this is where I'm going to bring up Matthew Blades, mm. the key is acknowledging that you're you're in, internalizing it, and that is it's it's destructive internally, and um, where where's I going this? Well, internalizing it was the hardest part for me. Getting to the root of the problem. Getting okay, so the shame. It yes. was the shame. I was internalizing it because I was feeling guilt. I was feeling shame. I was feeling like. Why is my problem any worse than anybody else's? Everybody's got skeletons in their closet. Everybody else has got stuff that's going on. Me talking about it, I don't want to be a product of somebody's bad environment. When I when I left radio, I quickly learned in my search to do this, have this entrepreneurial spirit that you are a product of your environment. And if you surround yourself with good, successful people, you will be a product of that. You hang out with drug dealers, pretty good chance you're going to do drugs, right? Yep. So now having learned that, I'm thinking if I bring my negativity and everything that I'm doing, I'm going to bring people down. Mm-hmm. And I was scared to be a product of somebody's bad environment, right? And that was such a terrible mindset. So let me transition to what happens next. I am flipping through LinkedIn and I come across a post from Matthew Blades, former night guy on the mix 93.3 and the night slammer and he was man that guy is so freaking talented yeah. and i was always a super fan of his we were i don't know if competing is the right word but he was doing nights at the same time i was doing nights at q104 so i had a huge amount of respect for him and i i come across a post where he's talking about being a keynote speaker for a mental health resiliency, mind-body connection thing down in Phoenix, which is where he resides now. And I'm like, what's this all about? And the pictures were a of a magazine article that he was being interviewed talking about his struggle. Um, so being the super fan of Matthew Blades, I start reading this article and it's talking about his panic attacks and his depression. And he's talking about all the symptoms. I'm like going, whoa. Oh my God. I... And of course, again, I'm in the infancy stages. I have only talked to a few people on my Heartland Waterfowl team about this, mm-hmm. but none of these guys have experienced mm-hmm. what I'm going through. And so <laughs> I, and I don't know anybody really at that point that has experienced this. So I just comment on his post and I say, bro, man, I am sorry. I did not know you're going through this, but I can relate. I have some of this, I have had some similar symptoms. And he immediately replies and says, let me know if I can ever help. So I said, yeah, man, let's maybe jump on a call. He instantly messages me and says, this is my number. I'm available like tomorrow at such and such time. So we get on the phone, you know, and it's exchanging pleasantries at the beginning, talking about the old radio days. But then I was like, look, man, um, I read this article and here's my story. And I kind of go through everything that I explained to you. Mm -hmm. And he's like, wow, man, your story is very similar to mine. So um, 
you you can hear the whole story, Matt's whole Matthew's whole story on the Papa Ron podcast. I cannot Shout wait out. to listen to this. And it, his story is, man, man. I mean, I'm kind of getting choked up mm-hmm. just Dang. thinking about it because the reason he was the first, I I felt like he was the I needed to have the, the first guest on on my podcast was because he was the first person that I could talk to that had similar symptoms and he was able to kind of lift me up yes. and say, bro, it's going to be okay. And and that's where I feel like speaking out on all the things that I speak out on is that when you feel like, when you know you're not the only one, when you feel mm-hmm. less alone, there is something about that, no matter what it is. And I think by keeping our struggles, I mean, everybody's going through something. And mm-hmm. I think when you keep that inside, first of all, you do internalize and then you do make yourself sick and you do give yourself panic attacks and depression mm-hmm. and all the things. But there is something, there's a freedom in it. I've, I've never felt so free in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I've never felt more authentic because it's this is who I am. Yeah. And and it's part of who you are. And you were given oh my God, I'm starting to get like you were given that journey. I mean, truly I believe because you have a voice and it's to share it and to let people know that they're right. Not alone. I truly believe that. And I believe, like, I mean, just look at the connection of you, like, hooking up with Matthew Blades after all these years. and 20 just that, years. That's wild. Yeah. You now, know? now we're really close. We text each other oh, every other it. day. Well, um, Mike, Mike and I talk about that, though, just how I truly believe God puts people in your life, like, exactly who you need, when you need it. I mean, mm-hmm. he and I have had some some things, you know. Well, oh, no, here, well, let's quickly, for, if you haven't listened to any of our previous episodes, the, the the reason we know that we just came into each other's lives at the right time is because Jenny's been open about her infertility over the years. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to right after we jump on a show, a year later, Katie and I decide it's time to start trying. And guess what we went through? That's infertility! Same but how, isn't that wild? It is. I mean, I don't know. I just really believe God works like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm 100% on board with that. And um, he's been a blessing to me. What you may not know is Matthew actually left radio and a morning show position in Phoenix because of this. Oh, I didn't know that was <clears throat> why. Um, partly, oh yeah, gosh. mostly. Yeah, so now his whole focus is on his podcast called Learn From Those Who've Lived It. Ah. And is he's a mental wellness advocate. I love this. And he, <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> he's gone. He's keynote speaker. He's a keynote speaker, and he does all of these things. He helps with veterans who are going through. Yes. I mean, the guy has just found this new calling, uh, and he's done retreats and studies, and he's just he's assembled a team. And it's more than just a podcast. Anyway, he dives into all this on my podcast, so I'd love for you to check it out. Yeah. But um, he was uh, he was one of the first guys that really kind of gave me uh, some of the tools to recognize that I don't need to be ashamed and that there's courage and that there's strength in being honest and outspoken about it. And so while the medication, and I'm not trying to shame medication by any means because Mm -hmm. I'm on it, but for me, the medication was just the first step to pull out, but the just coming to grips with the fact that I just, it's okay to talk about it. Well, and medicine can, can numb <laughs> and medicine can, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it is, it's just a tool and right. there, and it really is getting to the root of the problem. I mean, look, I've, I've had so much therapy, so much, so many years to process all the reasons. I mean, I could sit here and make a list. I know exactly sure. where the trauma and things come from, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, when, and when you've done the work or if your medication is at the beginning of the journey and then you do the work, sometimes it's just that, that tool for me that I'll, I don't ever want to not be on it because I know for me, even if I'm processing all the things, 
I think I truly strongly believe that I have this chemical imbalance that that's yeah. the only thing that's going to fix it. But it is doing the work on both sides it of is. it. It is. You're right. It is. Yeah, right I, I, um, you know, I, I haven't had these symptoms for my entire life. Again, it's just, it's been something that's been going on the two years, the last two years and, and most, most seriously since January. But, um, it was the internalizing that, that propelled the, the issue, but, it was getting over the shame. You know, I, I think, how do I say this without sounding arrogant? I'm very proud of what I've been able to achieve yeah. upon leaving radio. Um, because I think part of the reason I was able to accomplish that is I didn't really give a damn what anybody thought of me. I just mm -hmm. did me. I just went and did me and I, I had a vision and I, and I've always been that way. Like if I have an, a place that I want to go, I know how I need to get there and I don't care what anybody says, I'm going to do it. I'm going to accomplish it. Yeah. Somewhere along the way, I let the fear of what other people think of yes. me get into my head. Preach. <laughs> and that's where this thing unraveled and got out of control. Yeah. You know, like I'm Ronnie Phillips, the guy who used to work at the radio station, who has been fun, who likes to socialize. And he's got now his TV show and he does all these other things. And what does that guy have to be depressed about? Mm -hmm. You know, he's got all of this stuff going for him. Why is he depressed? You know, well, <laughs> And I think part of the problem, and if I'm just being real, like I think part of the problem is social media. Social media, oh, social media yeah. can but, be. But you're right. Before Mike and I really knew each other, we really did not know each other at all prior to doing mm -hmm. our show together. And he would say to me, like, "Oh, you know, looks like your life's pretty perfect." Just looking at like my family photos oh, on Instagram. Right. And Jenny's it's not... Instagram is nothing but these beautiful well, portraits yeah. that were taken. But don't like... say it's nothing but because it is. If you dig deeper, it is much more than that. Because oh, yeah. I share, I shared a picture of me after I, my intestines were disassembled yeah. in the hospital. Yeah. You know, but but I, but that's. Here's the thing. I think you can have a beautiful life, and you can you can be all those things. You are all those things that, yeah. that people know you as. But this is another piece of you, right. and you have struggles like the rest of us. Anybody, anytime anyone comes and, and, and claims to be perfect, I am so skeptical. I, I don't believe it. It's a lie. Everybody has something, no matter what it is. Everybody has a struggle. Everybody yeah. has something. And not everybody's going to be as open and loud about it as maybe you and I are about it. They most likely won't. Probably not. But that's what I think is the beauty of everybody being so different in the way they handle life is because... You know, I know from my own experience sharing about it, and it's and every time I cringe, every time I hit, yeah, you know, post, I'm like, ah, I just. I've actually had a little bit of the shakes just talking about it here with you guys because I totally. know the the reach that you guys have. But but let me tell you that the reach that we do have and the reach that you have and mm -hmm. what you are doing right now for people listening oh, is I'm, incredible. I wanted to share that with you. So the first episode came out last week, mm -hmm. and I like you. I was hesitant and nervous, but I knew that the conversation that I was going to have with Matt could have impact mm -hmm. on people, but it was more medicine for me, right? Because I, the Papa Ron podcast, first, first of all, Papa Ron came from a nickname that I got from the Heartland Waterfowl team because I'm above and beyond the oldest on the team. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a crack at my age. So you're 25. And I'm the owner saying. and executive producer of the show. So I'm kind of the father figure, if you will. Of it. So that's how I came I in. Love it. And it rhymes with Papa John and Papa Roach and kind of go, you know. So anyway, so that's how the Papa Ron. And so I figured, you know what? I don't want to be just the Ronnie Phillips podcast. I want to have it to have some flavor. So I'll just be Papa Ron to, to everybody, right? So it. that's that's how the name became what it is. But the podcast wouldn't have been a podcast at all had I not experienced all of these things. So that's why it was so important for me to start the very first episode on how did the Papa Ron podcast even become a thing? 
We do the podcast. I share my story. I later bring on Matt. He shares his story. He shares some of the things that he's learned and the tools and the thing and the knowledge that he's gotten from retreats. And all of a sudden, like, I don't know what to expect, you know, as far as the, the, the listenership and how many people are going to tune in. But I start getting all of these messages. Yes. I start getting these <laughs> messages. And I expected, you know, like the really good friends to be like, you know, the ones that love you and that lift you up and be like, yeah, listen to your podcast. Nice job. It was yeah. really good, you know, mm-hmm. just to be a good friend. These were people that I knew, but were more like acquaintances. Sure. And these are men yep. that are telling me, bro, this hit me between the eyes. Bro, this moved me to tears. Bro, this brought me like this, this lifted me up. This showed me that there's hope. I mean, I'm telling you, I can't count. I'm not trying to say it was thousands oh, or it. several hundred, but it was more than I can count on two hands that reached out to me that not only said, hey, good job, but hey, whoa, this resonated with me. Yes. And that's what's bigger. I don't do this kind of stuff. So people say, oh, great job, Jenny. It's right. It's or to make them feel sorry no, for you. Or, no, you know, cuz no, I don't want God. that either. No, I hate pity parties. Yes, you stress me yes. out. No. No, it's because I do believe we're given whatever we're given to to share it. Use your story has always mm-hmm. been my thing and I've really tried to do that and I think that by connecting I that fuels me, you know, to know that somebody just somebody out there listening just doesn't feel alone in it for years. I've been struggling with anxiety for, like I said, most of my life. There was no well, there was a name for it, but nobody told me what it was. I mean, you know, right. I I had no no idea what was wrong with me, no idea how to cope with it, no mm-hmm. idea. So that's awesome that you are in kind of a twisted way. <clears throat> and I'm I'm even hesitant to say this, but like when I get all of this feedback, I'm torn because I feel empathy for these people yeah. that they're feeling this. But at the same time, it's like, man, that's right. I don't need to feel shame for this because I'm not alone. Yes. Other people are going through this, you know, like, I'm sorry you're going through this, but thank you for sharing it with me because it kind of helps me also understand that it's okay for me to feel this way, yes. you know? And it so was like infertility, I mean, like I hated that you were going through it, but I was so happy that we, that I could, sh- you know, Oh, we leaned on you hard. You. We leaned on you harder than our own parents, even just because they, they, they thank God they didn't have to go through that with right. us, but, uh, you know, neither, none of our parents fully understood. So Katie and I would call you at eight o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock at night on the weekend this happened today we shared with you about how we were mad at god for about a yep. week like like mm. like we're like looking up at the sky going what, what like like we're good people why why are yes. crackheads having babies but we can't get pregnant and we're good people like it was mm-hmm. yeah and 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 you just you, your best advice you gave us was to and this ties into like when you're not alone you feel better about it because you gave us the advice where like everything you're feeling is normal you're allowed to have that feeling i promise you when it does happen you'll be very happy with god and he'll be like hey i got your back and like and kill he'll be okay. he understands that you're mad at him and mm-hmm. it'll it's he can okay. handle it he's okay yeah, he's been through a lot oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care that mike and Kane are mad he's at him right on now. The block. <laughs> sure it's maybe i'm not trying to say that i know what god thinks because that would be ridiculous but i i feel like that God needed to put me on this journey to maybe humble me in some aspects, to make me understand that I need to pay more attention to him. Um, to... It is like you are in my head. <laughs> I, I, I get you so much. Yeah. All of this. You're right. I mean, it's almost like, because I was living, I mean, man, I was blessed. Everything before COVID was going so well. And then the world came crashing down and I've always been Christian and I, I don't know how far you want me to get into the 
this stuff, but like I've always been a believer. Yeah. But was I was I really really practicing it? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you have a casual relationship. Yeah. I have that relationship with God right now. And we're now. all yeah. guilty of getting to that place too. Things are going great. Don't really need to yeah. talk to God. Right. Yeah. And it was almost like, hey, here's a slap up the top side of the head. Hundred percent. You know. And then in this process, you know, I had the resentment, and I'm like, mm-hmm. why is this happening to me? Like, you know. And then and then you start. This is where it really started brainwashing me. And then I start looking at all the stuff I've done wrong in my past, and <laughs> all the sins that I've made, and all of the terrible things that I've done in my past and maybe God is punishing me for oh God, all of this. Really? Right. And so, I didn't know we were the same person. yeah, and I'm starting to really beat myself up. And then this is yes. where the shame and the guilt and all of this stuff is coming in. And now I'm like, Oh my God, I can't tell people about this. I mean, I'm now I'm feeling it's almost like Satan is now talking to me saying, you're worthless. You're a terrible person. See you, you know? soon, buddy. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, yes, sure. exactly. So, <laughs> So again, in this process, I feel like that it was a wake up call in some aspects, but it is also because I have been blessed to have a large network for many years and being in radio, meeting people of all different walks of life and now having this TV show. I have a platform, not only with the TV show and just my brand, if you will, being Ronnie Phillips, but now with the podcast that I can, I can talk about this. And the first episode in and of itself has proven that you know, there are other people who are experiencing these things and they're internalizing it and they're struggling. And man, even if I just can help one person That's and it. I'm not trying to like be all cliche here, you're, but, you're not. Uh, but if, it, but not. if it affects one person, like, man, that is powerful. You, you've said that a couple, <laughs> yes. let me offer a friendly critique. If I make it, yeah. there's been a couple times where you've paused your story and you've like doubted or, or like been <sighs> concerned about what you're about to say. Knock that off, man, because like yeah. every, like you, you, and not once have you come off arrogant, no, not once have Ronnie. you come off wimpy or like, you're like, I'm not sure if I should say this, right. man, say it. Cause Thanks. everything you've said has been awesome. This is, and by the way, I've always loved you. I feel like I love you even more. <laughs> oh my God. By the way, when we invited you on, no idea this is going to no be the conversation. Idea. This is all, this has been, this has well, been you awesome must've had some idea. I had no idea. I, you, I knew you had a health scare, but yeah. I honestly oh, expected Oh, because you, you saw to, the promo. Where I saw the promo, but I, so I thought that's you were the teaser where it says, I had a health scare in ends and I'm thinking, Okay, well, good. Hopefully, people know what's going on and they'll listen to the podcast. That didn't work for Jenny. Well, <laughs> no, you know what? Jenny has two kids who have I know. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, no. But, tr- but truly, it it did make me. I that was on my list of things mm-hmm. to do. But I knew we were going to talk to you anyway yeah. mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it was a great tease. But I had no. I truly didn't think that's where it was going to go. I, I don't. Yeah. I thought you had some kind of um, a physical. Again, I don't want to say you don't ha- that you didn't have an illness because mental mm-hmm. illness mm-hmm. is an illness. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of you. I, Thanks. again, I've always adored you, but I really, yeah. I feel extra connected with you and I'm really just proud of what you're hey, doing. Hey, you know, and the thing, thank you for saying that and, and kudos to you too for, for, you know, being an advocate for what you've been going through, because I'm sure with the reach that you guys have, because the station has always had a tremendous reach. I can proudly say that being an yeah. alum, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it's, it, that's half the battle is just coming clean with it and just sharing with it. And I know, I know. And you know yeah. that you your story has impacted others. And and doesn't it just make you, it makes life a little easier when you are just you and you're sharing your truth. And look, this is my truth. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it looks weird to some people, but I think more than, than that is that there are people that can absolutely relate to everything. So I'm not 100% there yet. Let me just say that I haven't mm-hmm. conquered the world or cured cancer by any means or no. cured mental health. But no, no, I, no. but I, I feel like I've gotten to the point where I'm getting back to the old Ronnie baby steps, but but I'm getting there to where I again no longer give a damn about what other people think. You can either accept me for who I am yes. or just get the hell out of my circle. 
and and that helps me release That's how Mike <laughs> right it helps me release the shame and when oh, I can totally. get rid of the shame and that for me that's that's where the growth really begins yep yep Ronnie Phillips yeah so let's I'm Dang. gonna bring this I'm gonna bring this full circle I'm not gonna lie this is a very intense conversation I'm sweating <laughs> I'm so excited about this let me let me bring it down just to level because I do want to talk more about your podcast and I think um, when I consume this episode I think I'm going to consume it on YouTube I'm going to sharp left it here yeah. but your setup and yeah. your studio is freaking awesome looking thank hey, you your, hey, your stage thank is you. like like move over Jimmy Fallon like they, your stage is <laughs> like that setup is cool how long did that take to build uh, okay so I how do I say this so when we got Pregnant with Rhett, so the middle son, the middle child. Mm-hmm. Um, my office, because I work from home, was in one of the bedrooms. And when we found out that we were pregnant, we had to clear out my office right. to make a, a nursery for the new baby. So we had an unfinished basement. And so I was like, okay, now here's my opportunity. That's it. So if you've ever seen on social media, I have like a sports book in my basement. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, so I've got like four, actually like Seven, seven TVs. So it in a sports ticker. And this was like, like a pipe dream that I've had for 20 years, but I was like, ah, you know, but like, this was my golden opportunity. And I knew that if I didn't do it now, I was never going to do it. it. Mm -hmm. So when I moved my office downstairs too, I had kind of like this vision that like, you know, I'm good at doing audio production and imaging and voiceover stuff. And I've got all of this taxidermy. My wife won't let me put it anywhere else in the house. So I'm going to have to have enough wall space to do it in my office, right? So I'm going to put up some track lighting and I'm going to get, the, you know, get all this stuff. And, you know, maybe because, my, again, Dakota had been telling me for years that I should do this podcast. Maybe if I do, then I'll have the setup, but not really ever, you know, didn't have a serious vision of doing the podcast. It just kind of worked out uh, that way. So when it's meant to be, meant to things be. just fall into place yeah, yeah his yeah. studio is nicer than ours i'm kind of ticked off yeah, about that. well i mean we just need to put a couple ducks and a deer head in here no, 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 we are not those i'm happy for you we are not those <laughs> ronnie i'm so happy for you um i i i just like i said i adore you. you and i'm just this you're doing really good things and i'm happy for us to be able to share it and i'll continue to yeah. share it on thank you because it's it's thank important. you yeah i mean uh, it, the the podcast i said this too um Part of one of the reasons, and this is no slam on anybody else's podcast, but one of the reasons why I got out of radio was because radio, back when I got involved, has it has shifted a <laughs> lot, you know? And I got to the point where I wasn't enjoying radio anymore. It wasn't the, yeah. the uh, how do I say it without disrespecting the industry? Um, like, I'll it's just, just say it. I wasn't having fun either, and I needed something different. different. And thank yeah. God this happened. Or yeah. I, I don't know where I'd be either because I was not in a good I'm place a personality. Like, yeah. I want to engage and do yes. lit bits, and I want to do phoners, and I want to do... I want to do energy radio, you know, and it got very vanilla for me. And it was more about how many commercials can we fit into an hour versus mm-hmm. what, you know, is going in between the songs and the personality actually being valued, you know, and, and it almost became like, you're just 
slave is a strong word, but it kind of felt like that. that. I will say Mm -hmm. kudos to this company because the one thing they really believe in is personalities and they want that to shine. And 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 I'm I'm glad for that. And live and local. Live and local. There's there's really not a lot of uh, syndicated shows in Kansas City. And that's a very, that's a very good thing because you hit a lot of other cities and most cities you can hear Bobby or Ryan. And I mean, Bobby runs weekends on the show. That's fine. But like, I'm I'm, like, just stay there. I mean, I appreciate his contribution on the weekend. Sure. But like, (laughs) But like, but stay there, local. dude. That's yeah, like, live and local. Because this this city's big on if you have a syndicated show in this market, if you have a uh, a show in, in Kansas City that can be heard in another city, it does not do well here mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in Kansas City. And, and by the way, thank you, Kansas City. Uh, us live local talents really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, Kansas City, some loyal loyal folk. <laughs> always has been, always has been. And um, so when I when I had set out the vision to do the podcast, I didn't want it to be just a crack the mic and let's just kind of free for all. I wanted it to be like, I'm doing live radio, you know, like I'm, you know, I've got a phone number for where people can have to do a text line, you know, like I'm going to promote on Instagram and Facebook and all my social platforms that I'm talking to former night slimmer, mix 93.3, Matthew blades. Hey, (laughs) do you remember listening to him when you were 13 text, you know, and it, 816-558-6389, or you can call and leave a voicemail. And it's, I mean, it's not live radio, obviously, but it's as close to doing the live energy type radio is you can get doing a podcast. And so I'm having fun with it. Um, I'm actually recording the second episode tonight. And uh, the second episode is going to talk about the Heartland premiere. It's going to talk about the charity golf tournament. And we're bringing in the founder and president of the restoration house. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk to him about the issue of human trafficking. Um, And it's going to get real deep and real. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I can't wait to listen. There's to so that. many people that, you know, and, and I understand, you know, because it's a, such a grotesque subject, but the, you know, a lot of that often gets just kind of sweeped under the rug. And so we want to bring it to the forefront. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun podcast, but it's also going to be real and it's going to tug on the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. And then the next week I'm going to be talking with, um, <clears throat> his name is Bobby Hines. His brother, Jared Hines committed suicide on new year's Eve, 2020. Mm-hmm. And so he started a new organization um, to that deals with mental health and and uh, or mental awareness or mental health awareness and addiction awareness. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like we're, we're going to talk about sports and the Chiefs and the Royals and you know your favorite college team and totally. and all this stuff and the things that I'm passionate about. But it just so happens because I experienced something that really changed my life that um, I'm going to talk about this stuff too in hopes that maybe. It will help somewhere, someone somewhere along the way. Life, life is a beautiful thing, but we all have our struggles, and, and using your story is one of the most powerful things you can do. I'm so grateful that you came in. This has been a with cool conversation. Like, yeah. Thank you, guys, man. I yeah. mean, I will always Q104 will always be family. Yeah. Um, one more plug. Pop yeah. We're on podcast available anywhere you get your podcast. Yeah. Apple, Spotify. You're on YouTube as well with the most incredible setup yeah, I've ever seen. I'm very jealous. <laughs> yeah, I'm very jealous of it. And then when mm-hmm. is the premiere at Stony Creek, and when is the golf tournament? Sure. Wow. Okay. You hit on a lot there. So yes, it is the the podcast, the Papa Ron podcast can be found on any of your popular podcast platforms. We do offer a video version of it as well. That is on Spotify and the YouTube channel. But um, again, Apple, Google, Amazon, it's all there too. So there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to find it. The Heartland premiere again is Saturday, June 4th at Stony Creek Hotel and Conference Center. Doors will open at 630. It's free to the public. We're going to be raffling off a ton of high dollar prizes from our sponsors But uh, if you can uh, and would like to contribute and be a part of a very special event, the first ever Heartland Premier Charity Golf Classic, it's the day before, 
Friday, June 3rd at Fred Arbonis Golf Course, which I think is a Kansas City address, but it's basically the Longview area. Yeah, 470 when it goes east and west yep. instead of north and south. That's where it is. Correct. That's so, what I was going to say. No, I know. You don't know cardinal directions. <laughs> I, know, I, know. Not even a little bit. It's literally 470 just west of Lee's Summit. That's where it is. Right. So the prices are very, very uh, fair, I think. It's basically $400 <clears throat> Excuse me for a team, so $100, $100 per person. Yeah. Four-man scramble. There are, we're still looking for sponsors for like whole sponsorships and uh, beverage cart sponsorships and things like that. All the proceeds are going to go towards the Restoration House of Greater Kansas City to help um, rehabilitate and house and protect victims of human trafficking. And um, we're hopeful to present a nice little check on, yeah. or I'm sorry, a nice big check That's right. <laughs> on, on stage the next night at the Heartland premiere. Yeah. So you can get your team by going to heartlandbowhunter.com. On their online store, there is where you can register your team. Yeah, let's get Kansas City out of the top five of that ranking, because I'm not happy that we're in the top five of that ranking. Surprisingly, but yeah. Final question, how is the golf game, Ron? You gonna, you, my man. golf game sucks. Let's go, dude. Yeah, oh, be my teammates. gosh. It is awful. Hey, I beat Mike at mini golf the other day. That's, not, that's all the time we have. That is all the time we have. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ronnie. Thank you. Oh, what a conversation. Love. Much love. Much love.